Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. 30. We hit 30. <laughs> Welcome to This Girl Life, guys. It's Whitney and Kristen, and we are freaking pumped because it is episode 30. We are in our 30s, and 30s, we're feeling flirty and 30. 30, flirty, and thriving, peeps. Yeah, pretty much. We are pumped. You're back with us. It's going to be a good one. It always is. Um, we, well, we'll first dive into our, <laughs> dive in, swear jar, but we will get into who we have in a few minutes, but we're going to talk about a couple other things first. <laughs> you know when you're sitting there and I'm watching you talk and I was literally in my head, I was like, you're so pretty. And I'm just watching you and then you like spun it and I was like, I have nothing to say. I have nothing. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Awkward. Sometimes we're just trying to get stuff done and it just doesn't happen. Right, guys? In the words of Ben Higgins from last week, sometimes we're just trying to make it. Yeah. Oh, you know, that was a great episode. Anyways, okay. We'll dive into Yay Name with Wayne K. Right? Okay. Is that what we're yeah. supposed to dive into? What were we going to dive into a second ago? You were just about to tell me what you were doing last night at 11 p.m. Oh, my gosh. That is so Okay. I stayed, I stayed up way too late because I'm engulfed in Love Island. U.S., U.K.? U.K., not even U.S., U.K. I've heard amazing things about the U.K., and Love Island. But it's not even this season. It's like 2015 or something. <laughs> and it's with like Lewis and um, let me just, I can't even do their accent. <laughs> There's this girl, her her accent is set into it. I can't even do it. I don't know. Oh my so gosh, the way they ever talk. do that again. <laughs> when I was doing my study abroad over there, they were like, oh my gosh, we love your accent. And we're like, what? Like, we don't have accents. We don't have accents. I know that's what we said. And they're like, no, you guys do. Yeah, Anyways, that's weird. I know. I So I haven't watched the UK version, but I watched the US version and I was addicted literally i couldn't stop watching it so i can only imagine how good the uk version is and the problem is is like they're an hour long yeah so mm -hmm. it's so long but yeah i was so good it was way late it was like 11 30 and i told kale he went up to bed at like nine i was like yeah i'm gonna do some school i'm just gonna like work i did that for like 15 minutes and then literally was like i just want to be by myself and watch love <laughs> island oh that's hilarious yeah anyways so that was okay of it's time for our favorite segment, Wit. It's Yay and Nay with Wit and Kay. Oh, shit. I know. Yay and Nay. <laughs> I feel like I've been drinking, and I have not. I kind of feel like you've been drinking, too. I'm getting a little high off you, and I like it. Good. Okay. You went first last time, so I'll go first this time, because I always put you on the spot. I know. You really do. My yay from this week, and I'm going to do weekend since it's Tuesday. Adam and I had a date night on Friday. Good. And it was wonderful. I got hosted through Everyday Grace, and we went to this great restaurant, got a babysitter, and it was magic. That is so nice. It was so fun. There's oh something about just, like, sitting with your husband and eating and drinking that's just so fun. I know. 
I don't do it enough. So I don't do it enough. Yeah, you really should. I know. Um, my yay. So we'll we'll go right into. I guess I'll do my yay. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, my yay is. I'm gonna get specific. Um, I talked about butt masking a couple episodes ago. Yeah, you did I did. did indeed? Yes, and I did a blog post all about it. But um, I wanted to share with you a couple of my favorite butt masks. I do got. it, girl. Okay. So, anyways, there's one that you can get at Sephora, and it's it's called Body. I think I'm saying it right. It's like B A W D Y. Anyways, they have lots of different masks that you can lay. It's almost like a face mask for your ass. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So these those are my favorite. You know, particular like lay over your butt. But my favorite that I do at home super easy amazon the clay aztec mask like the one that's really popular you take that you put some vinegar in it and water and you mix it up with like a face mask and then you put you just like swipe it on your ass in the back of your legs and your (laughs) and your butt is so smooth that's like the cheapest way to make your own butt mask so my question about this is Mm -hmm. like what do you do while it's sitting on your butt i told you you like wash your face put a mask on your face you just like stand in your bathroom but it doesn't like drip no because it dries it's clay and the other one is a mat like you know how you do a sheet mask on your face it's just for your butt so with that one you can lay on the bed or whatever i don't i just kind of like do my routine okay so those are my yays i'm really okay literally i've been studying the skin i'm trying to like find find a dermatologist to do my rotations with so okay. I was studying. I'm studying all aspects of the skin right now, and I'm really just into the the ass. It's very. It <laughs> <laughs> sounded bad, but I'm just it needs to be taken care of. <laughs> Anyways, quote that's that my yay. as Whitney telling us all she's really just into the ass, guys. Yep, there you go. So check out my blog post. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Nay time. <laughs> My nay is I don't have a lot of nays right now. You're positive. That's fantastic. <laughs> Good headspace, you know? So I'm just soaking that in. But my nay. Do you have a nay? I have a nay. Okay, you go. Nay. Okay. So it's kind of like a yay nay. Here's my yay nay. It's almost weird. So you know when you move and then you don't you like you end up moving but and you almost gain benefits in some way in the mail right like you're not supposed to open other people's mails because it's illegal but i mean what happens when like you get other people's better homes and gardens or people magazine and it's like oops it just ended up in my mail right it's almost like a yay but then all of a sudden your magazines go missing so it's yeah. like, where did mine go to? Because I didn't change over my address. Wait, you didn't? Uh-uh. They said, no. Wait, they me. said, I know. <laughs> Even though I changed it with the mail, you have to, like, call the magazine. Who has time to, like, do that? Okay, so you can just go online and manage your subscriptions online. Yeah, but that, that just takes so much time. <laughs> I'm going to resend you my organizational podcast. <laughs> so I lost, I, I don't have my self magazines right now. No, that's the worst, Wit. No, I know. 
So I anyways, I could help you some way. Uh, what am I going to do? Just have to buy them at the store. Typical. Mm-hmm. I know. But that's a good nay. I know. I thought it was a I know. I thought that was a good one. I know. Kristen, it's okay if you don't have a nay. You know? Life is can be you can be joyful sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) My nay, this is a weird nay. I was on a really good workout kick for like a really long time. And this last week I haven't been on a good workout kick. Life gets busy. Yeah, and it's just hard because I can't work out at night. So if I get a workout in, if I don't get a workout in before I pick Quinn up from daycare at like four, it doesn't happen. Yep. I'm the same way. And yeah, with podcasting and work and everything else, I just like haven't been able to do it. And I feel, I like can feel it, you know? Yeah. Don't you feel sometimes like, let me just take my jacket off, guys. Yeah, take it off, girl. I'm about to. Don't you just feel like, if you could see me right now, I'm juggling. I'm juggling 50 balls in the air. That's yeah. what, honestly sometimes Kale's like, you need to take things and just start like really deciding what you want to be doing, you know. But in the words of Ben Higgins, I've been thinking about it a lot. Has is it enhancing my life? Yeah, God, I told him he was a wise owl. He was. He gave us so many nuggets. So many nugs. But I've been thinking about that a lot because mm-hmm. I'm the same way where Adam's like, you 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 seem overwhelmed. You seem like you can't handle things sometimes like you get yeah. in your head. And I'm like, I know, but I I have dwindled the things that I don't love and right. I'm doing the things I love, you know, but Which, sometimes the things that you love cause some stress, though. Totally. Right. Like when we are doing this podcast, you guys, there's like a ton of stuff that actually goes into podcasting because we are we're on six different platforms. By the way, do you want me to name for you? I will. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Google Play, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. That takes work. We've literally been building our YouTube channel up, and it just, like, takes work, right? But it's all yeah. stuff I want to do. Right. Anyways. I know that's the hard thing life. is, like, if it were things I didn't like, it would be different. Because I'd be like, yeah, I'll just stop, but it's not. Right. So well, that's my nay. And that's a good, that's like, I feel like everyone listening can probably be like, yeah, girl, that's my name for the week too, you know? I know. But, all right. Okay. Let's chat about our amazing guest that we have today. Yes. We have on Gabrielle Stone. Guys, she wrote an amazing book called Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. You can spell it out if you want to. But she's just an empowering girl boss. She is. We had her on. And of course, um... Was she our first author? Like one of our first, right? So we our just, first authors, yeah. Yeah, we just kind of were like, oh, we don't, we don't know what to expect. And our time with her, and she's just so open and honest about some shitty situations that I don't know. It's a good conversation, and I adore, I like adore her. She's so sweet, so sweet, and I just yeah. appreciate when people are authentic. Mm-hmm. And she just like exudes authenticity. She does. So we're excited and we want you to check out her book and check her out because she is so engaged with her Instagram followers and her readers. So yeah, check her out on Instagram, Gabrielle Stone. Enjoy guys. Enjoy. Hi everyone. Today we are pumped to welcome and introduce you to Gabrielle Stone. She is the actress, author of Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. She's a world traveler a badass and kind of like becoming an Instagram star. 
Like, am I, can I, you're an Instagram star. I would so not consider myself that, but I'll take it. And thank you. What a great intro that was. <laughs> Welcome to TGL. We're so excited to introduce you to our readers and your story. And Listeners. you've got quite She a- does this every time. We're I'm on sorry, a podcast. I'm a <laughs> every dang time. But we're, we are talking about a book. So it's yeah. like, you know, it, I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> it works. It works. Totally um, Gabrielle, tell us your story. You have a super powerful story. So give us kind of your story and what's your, your life. Yeah. So I was married for almost two years and found out that my husband had been having an affair with a 19 year old for six months, filed for divorce, left shortly after that. I met a man and we fell madly in love with each other and had a whirlwind romance. He convinced me to go on a month long trip to Italy with him. And 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself. And I was absolutely devastated, broke my heart like my ex-husband could never have done. And um, I sat in my bed heartbroken, crying, and was like, well, I have a decision to make, and that's either stay at home heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I took a backpack and did seven countries by myself, and it changed my life, and I wrote a book about it. (laughs) You are so relatable. Honestly, like <laughs> this is a- you're like everyone's gone through that, <laughs> right? But I and did not go like travel right. the world. Why did I trip? not travel the world? Like I should have. And so obviously, like I'm saying, it's relatable. But so this may be a stupid question, but like, what made you feel the need to share your story? Um, you know, actually, when I decided to write it, I knew. Right when the character, the character, the guy who dumped me before Europe, his name in the book is Javier. So right when Javier told me that he had to go by himself and I decided I was still going to go, the amount of stuff that had happened leading up to this ridiculous circumstance in my life was so insane. It it was literally like my friends would call me and be like, what's going on in the latest (laughs) Netflix episode that's your life? Because it was such a joke. Um... And so I knew right when I decided I was going on this trip by myself that I was going to write a book. I took a journal with me. I wrote in the actual journal the day I started my trip. And it wasn't like I was journaling and then it became a book. Like it was chapter one, like, and it's written very much so the same as the journal as the published book. Um, But to answer your question, I didn't know how relatable it was going to be. I knew that it was going to help a lot of women heal and figure out how to love themselves and, um, really connect to some, some real life shit. But I was so not prepared for the amount of response and, um, messages that I've gotten from women and men from all over the world about that. They've gone through something like this, that they connect with it on such a deep level. I mean, it really has started to reach people. Um, I didn't realize how many people had gone through things that were similar, um, or at least, in certain ways in their lives. So this is totally like what happened to you and writing the book. I feel like I can kind of relate because writing is my kind of therapy. And this sounds like this was absolutely your version of therapy to like 100% get this out, write it out. So like if you had to look back on this whole journey of yours and we'll we'll stop today because I know your journey is still (laughs) continuing. But if you had to look back on all of that, what would you say would be like the two big things that you've learned? Like what would you, the biggest things of all of this? Oh, that's such a good question. Cause there's so much, it's like, how do you pick the best two? Um, <laughs> probably, you know, my 
my past, I have a deep um, abandonment issue uh, from losing my father when I was young and then losing my boyfriend in high school. And this trip literally made me go face that shit head on. It was like, no, you're going to go by yourself and be so uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone. So the first thing um, would probably be that I'm never really abandoned because I'm never going to abandon myself, which was such a huge monumental thing for me to learn. Um, and then the other was how to love myself. I mean, I had literally the whole journey was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready universe. (laughs) Like, is someone going to tell me how to do that? And Mm -hmm. nobody could really clearly explain to me how I could go about loving myself. So that was kind of what was I, I, what I was on this big search for this entire journey and that finding that and implementing that into my life was huge. Yeah. How did you find it? So I'd love to be like, well, I went to Europe and like found this magical little, it wasn't like that. Um, I came back from my trip and this is why, um, I write about it in the epilogue. It's not in the actual book because I didn't find it necessarily on that journey. I, I found certain elements that like pushed me along the right direction. Um, but it wasn't until I came back and, you know, continued to heal and dealt with some depression that you know, I had from the whole situation and really had to process everything that I had been through. Um, but it's called the self-love cocktail. Cause obviously I have to like relate it to wine, um, or some kind of fun <laughs> Obviously, drink. And, um, and it's basically you write down a list of things that you can give yourself that you love. So things that you can give your soul that makes your soul happy. Um, For me, that was like meditating, going to the gym, eating healthy, dancing, creating. Um, And when you have your list, you then pick a couple things to give yourself from that list every single day. And when you start, sometimes it'll be like a stiffer drink, like a vodka martini, and (laughs) you'll have to do just two of them. And it'll be like the gym and, and healthy eating. And at least you've given yourself that. And then you know, after some time and some practice, then you can add in more and it becomes like a fun margarita with a splash of meditating and a dash (laughs) of dancing. And before you know it, you start feeling so much better and it's because you're loving yourself. And the concept to me when I finally figured it out was so fucking simple. Like to love yourself, you have to give yourself things that make you happy, that you love. And it was so like a duh moment for me, but nobody was able to explain that to me that clearly. And it makes so much sense when you're in a relationship, you, you give that person things that, you know, makes them happy to make them feel loved, to give them your love. And it's the same thing when you're wanting to, to love yourself, you have to give those things to yourself. And it's life changing when you can like realize it and then implement it into your life. It's, it really is crazy how I feel like I want you to scream that like like you just made it so (laughs) tangible yeah I honestly I feel like it's what we're missing it's now so now we're all in our late 20s 30s and it's like I feel like this piece is kind of what especially as women we just miss out right like we're we're people pleasers we are um, we want to please everybody and and a lot of us have forgotten how to please ourselves and kind of sounds but you know what I mean um <laughs> maybe so, yeah well maybe that's your thing hey, whatever part of your, your margarita <laughs> right so but it's you you definitely hit the nail on the head and that's why I mean we wanted to have 
you want is because it's just it's just a powerful way to look at it now in your 30s like are you giving yourself what you need right now like as a married woman you have kids you're working like do you are you having these cocktails like of of goodness you know that you that are going to make you happy and it's it's so important even you know when you're a mom or have a family or have a million things to do um there's always time even if it's 10 minutes in the morning of meditating and like really grounding yourself um or eating well throughout the day. Like it's so important because if you're not giving yourself what you need, you're really not showing up for the people in your life like you should or want to. Um, and that's not fun for anybody. Like they're not getting the best of you. You're not feeling or getting the best of yourself. Um, and it's so important. So it really has to start there. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive back in a little bit, just back to the book, because I love how you, Obviously, it's real life characters, but you renamed yeah. them. You like put up, put different names on them. And yeah. so, Kristen, I just have to. Kristen, okay, I don't so know I, if she's going to mention this, but you have to because it's so funny. I am the ultimate online stalker, right? And I. Oh, have so tried this to- is like your your heaven. Ultimate. <laughs> I'm, I, I've given you your heaven. <laughs> yes, but I can't find it, and I'm she, like, she can't find I'm Javier. Looking- and then I was listening to Jan- you on Jana's podcast, yeah. and she alludes that she knows him. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so that narrows the So people. now you're, like, stalking Jana's page. <laughs> yes. I was literally – and Jana doesn't follow that many people on Instagram. So I'm oh going through – Oh, my God. I still don't know. And I find everything. Like, I search Everything. I hope my husband is not listening. But when I was trying to find his ex-girlfriend, I went on the alumni page online oh my god you're amazing like oh I have gone to the depths the FBI should hire me and I, I can't figure out who Javier is yeah wow. can't figure it I'm, out. In, I'm impressed with myself yes nice you draw. should be <laughs> I was like going in the depths of google images yeah oh my god she is really and you, and, went, and you didn't find anything mm-hmm. I went deep wow. Wow. So you did a nice. But now you're job. making me think that it might be out there. So <laughs> she's like, she hangs up. She instantly goes back to Google. Seriously. Good job. Thank you. Thank I you. A lot of things that you've never once slipped up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been hard. And I actually, I did one podcast a couple weeks ago and I was on a five day cleanse and I went in and I'm like, okay, don't like my brain just wasn't working properly. And I was like, don't say anything stupid. Don't. And we're talking and we're talking. And luckily it was one of the not important names. Um, it's my best friend that lives in London who I started my trip with. And her name is not that she would even give a shit, but her name is so similar in the book that it is to real life. And I was like, um, shit, what's her name in the book? (laughs) And I literally had to pause and think about it. Um, but I, I've been living with these characters now for so long. When I talk about Daniel and Javier, it's very, like, I've kind of had to separate them as like, these are the characters in the book, not, you know, I mean, even though everything is real and, and true in it, I, uh, I definitely did have to separate it because, you know, they're, they're real yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. What feedback have you been giving, like, from fans? What are some of the fave characters? Um, that's such a fun question, which I don't think I've been asked um, out of all the <laughs> interviews I've been doing. Um, so everybody loves Chris, which is the the guy that I meet in Barcelona, um, and we kind of have this like little love affair. And he is really the first person that kind of put 
my feelings into perspective for me um, in, in a way that I actually got it. And that was such an important time on my journey, that whole time in Barcelona. Um, and people are always obsessed with like, did he ever come to LA? Have, do you still talk to him? Um, which will all be book two if I ever sit down to write it. Um, but he's, I mean, yes, I'm still in touch with like almost all of the people that I met on this trip. Um, and, and I, you know, have friendships with, with many of them. And, um, it's been, I think interesting and cool for them to see all of this come to life because obviously yeah. when you meet someone on a trip and they're like, Hey, I'm writing a book, you're going to be in it. They're like, okay. And it's an actual <laughs> thing. Um, and you know, people, people really have mixed feelings about Javier's character. Um, a lot of people sympathize and like understand and feel bad that he was going through all this. Um, then there's like the other half that's like, fuck him. <laughs> um, which is, you know, a testament to, to how, how it was in real life because I wrote this book when I was still very much in love with him. Um, and it was, I, I was conscious of not writing him like a villain because I because he's not, first of all, and because I didn't feel like that about him. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my friends and family would tell you differently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, he, as a, as a person, he had to sign a release for me to be able to do this, um, as did his mother, his sister. And they've been so supportive and so um, incredible with letting me get my story out. And, um, I don't think if they wouldn't have been as supportive, I don't think I would have been able to do it in a in good conscience. Sure, right. Um, because as much as it's my, you know, ridiculous journey in a love story, it's also about a, a family that lost a child. And right. like, mm -hmm. I identify, you know, with loss greatly mm -hmm. in my life. And, and I, I, they're all really good people at, in their hearts. So I wanted yeah. to make sure that I wasn't, you know, portraying him in a bad light at all, because I, I don't feel that way about him. And yeah. it just shows like the type of person you are. And that's why like you have to read this book because you, you honestly, you have multiple sides to you. And it's just like right here, mm -hmm. you're so sweet. You're so kind to, to even think like that. Cause some people wouldn't do that. You know, oh, they wouldn't, thank you. they would not. So, cause I definitely, my initial reaction was fuck you, but then yeah. you also get it. Like, you, I mean, you've talked and I've heard you talk about the story enough that like you do empathize with him. Yeah. And you see his side, but you also think 48 hours before. Come yeah. on. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, why, why did it need to be that extreme? Why was I so caught in the crossfire of all of it? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, even that being said, even when I was writing, when I first initially wrote the book, I didn't have the chapters about the affair and how I found out everything in there. It was just kind of like, I had a, like, I was married. This is what happened. Da da da. And then we got into it. And my mm -hmm. girlfriend was, I'll never forget. She sat down with me at dinner and was like, no, 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 <laughs> you need to, this was like an episode of CSI, Gabrielle, you have to write about that. Like people need to know, like, this is insane. And so I went back and did it. The only, while every bit of the book like happened and is true and I did not embellish anything, Lord knows my life does not need that. Um, <laughs> the only thing I did leave out was some of the stuff I found about my ex-husband. And that was purely because 
it didn't necessarily move the story along. I didn't want it to come off like I was just bashing someone, regardless of if he deserved it or not. Um, and it, it really, like, you know, it, I didn't write those chapters to air out anyone's personal dirty laundry. It was just the ridiculousness of how my life happened to unfold. And, you know, yeah. I'm honestly really grateful to my ex because he made it so easy for me to walk away. Yeah. And and I would have been stuck in that marriage a lot longer trying to make it work and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, go to therapy and do what I needed to do to to make mm-hmm. it better when it wasn't ever going to be better. Yeah. And um and he, I'm really thankful to him for that. And it, and now, you know, they're still together, him and Wow. Him. Oh yeah, they're oh. still fully together and to me, he's just a character in my story now, yeah. you know? Like, I'm so thankful to not be where I could have been. Sure. Um, and he he was the catalyst of all of that, whether I want to give him credit for it or not. <laughs> I'm sure so many people, again, I relate to that statement right there, too. Like, I'm so glad that things yeah. happen the way they happen in life to get you out of a shitty situation. And I knew, I knew when I drove away from the house after giving him the divorce papers, I was like, this is going to be good. Like, this is a good situation and I'm really fucking lucky. And I felt that to my core. (laughs) Wow. So do you think every divorced person should take a trip like this? Like anyone going through this type of heartbreak? I mean, for me... It wasn't the divorce that fucked me up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, I again, I left the house and was kind of like, great, I'm going to go start a new life, and this is a good thing. Um, the stuff with Javier broke me. Um, I had never had my heart broken, and it was, like, the worst level of it that it could have been. Yeah. And I – it really, like, leveled me to my core. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say if any – if you have the means to be able to – do this mind you I've gotten like some weird you know because everybody's got their opinions I have read a um a funky review that's like not everybody's you know privileged and can just afford to fly off and go to Europe and I wanted to obviously respond and be like bitch I sold my wedding ring to go on that trip let's be clear yeah nobody's like financially rolling in the dough over here um <laughs> I had sold my wedding ring to do the trip with Javier. So the ticket was already bought and I, you know, had that money in my account and, um, and decided that I was still going to go. But yeah, if people can go solo travel will change your life, no matter what stage of life you're in. If everything's peachy and keen, if you're heartbroken, if you're like dealing with grief, traveling by yourself changes you. Um, And I never would have done it if it didn't happen to me. I never would have been like, I'm just going to go by myself across the country for a month. Um, That's not who I was. Um, But you're able to really reconnect with yourself, figure out what it is that drives you and what you want, and um, really just get back to being in tune with yourself. Because Mm -hmm. day to day, we're so constantly talking to other people and sharing things about this and putting on a facade because we're at work or, you know, we're so rarely ever know like TV or Mm -hmm. phone or distractions. And it forces you to do that. And at first it can, at times it can be really uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, that's where your growth happens. 
I remember the second the second day that I was in London, the first day I was like walking around like, I'm a fucking badass. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, the second day I was at a coffee shop and I was like, fuck, dude, like I'm really like sad. Yeah. Um, and obviously I was dealing with heartbreak, but that, you know, separate, I was just kind of like uncomfortable that I was by myself. I didn't have anyone to talk to in that moment about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the time where you really like can move forward and move through some of your shit. And so yeah. I recommend anyone that wants to just like do some growing or learning about themselves or loving themselves to book a trip and go by themselves. Um, now, if you ask me, do you want to go by yourself or do you want to go with someone? I'd rather go by myself. <laughs> wow. I think that's such a cool perspective because most people, I think you can look at it two ways. Like, oh, that's so cool. You got to go on a trip by yourself. But some people would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. Like, yeah. Like what do you mean so you're lonely. eating dinner and drinking wine at a table by yourself? By yourself. But I yeah, think that's and I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. To be like, this is a really good time for me to sit alone with myself and my thoughts and my feelings and process it on my own without having someone giving their mm-hmm. opinion or their story or their recollection. Because very rarely, like you said, do you have chance to just look at yourself unfiltered, which yeah. I think is such a perspective of taking it by yourself. Yeah. And it's empowering. You know, like mm-hmm. the first the first couple of days I was like, oh, my God, it's so weird that I'm by myself, like to ask someone to take a picture of me. And then by the end of the trip, I was like taking myself <laughs> on dinner dates, like <laughs> proud that I was by myself. Like I wanted to just sit at a cafe and write and like yeah. not be bothered by people. It was you like got a try powering. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Taking your own selfies. Yeah, I don't mistake it. I had a selfie stick that came in handy on that trip. All the people I met would make fun of me and then be like, oh, my God, those pictures are so amazing. I was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hands down, favorite location in the whole on your whole trip. Um, Barcelona. I think it's partly because of the people that I met there. Um, but it's also such a beautiful city. Clearly I have a thing for Latin cultures. That's no (laughs) secret to anybody. Um, but just like the, the vibrance that the city gives off, there's like the beach and then the city, the food's amazing. Um, it was just a really like beautiful place. I also really loved Amsterdam. Um, it gets a bad rap because everyone's like, oh, you can do magic mushrooms and smoke weed, but it's, it's really gorgeous like the canals and the architecture and it's just a beautiful city and Dutch people are so so sweet um so I really loved Amsterdam as well and then San Vito the last spot that I went to um it's like a little mom and pop town it's no more than a couple miles long um and it's right on the beach with like gorgeous cliffs and it literally looks like it was pulled out of a, a book of unreal (laughs) photographed places. Um, so yeah, I know I just gave you three out of the seven places, but Barcelona, I think was in number one. (laughs) So what has your, I mean, like we said earlier, you've been making the rounds, you know, like sharing about your book. What has, are you on a book tour? Are you doing a book tour? Like, what what's going on? What has the feedback been like for the yeah, book so, so far? I self-published. Um, so it's exclusively on Amazon. Uh, three months ago, I think it's been out for a little over three months now. And, you know, we had shopped it to publishers and everyone was kind of like, well, I think we need to tone it down in this way or shorten it or change. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, this is authentically 
how everything went. This is mm-hmm. how I need to, to share it. And this is what I feel that people will connect with. Um, happy to say that it, it's been going well. And I think I was right to, um, Good. to not adjust things for, for what the status quo is. Um, so I self-published it. Um, I'm not on an actual book tour, but I've been doing a crazy amount of like podcast, radio, um, mm-hmm. online interviews and stuff. And it's been amazing, um, yeah. that all the, the press has been going out and coming in, which has been awesome for a self-published author. And I'm, you know, I'm an actress and director. I never thought I was, you know, calling myself an author still, I'm getting used to it <laughs> still. Um, so it's, it's been a really crazy experience and the, the response from it has been overwhelmingly amazing. I mean, right. I get messages from, from women all over the world, like in Australia and Chile and it's just, wow. it's crazy. Um, every day that are, you know, saying, oh my God, I so resonated with this. I so connected to it. I'm like, you know, I'm gifting this to all my girlfriends now. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, and it's really rewarding for me to know that, you know, because obviously when I, when I put this out, my mom was like, Gabrielle, are you sure you don't want to just, you know, either change your name maybe, or like edit out this and this part. And it was like, no, you know, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to open myself up to, mm-hmm. to help to help people, it's got to be real and it's got to be authentic. And if any woman is sitting out there going, oh, well, I've never done something like that or, well, that's not, you know, really amazing. It's like, come on, we all make mistakes. We all go through ups and downs. And this wasn't like a pretty story. It, it mm-hmm. was a, a, story it's a real of, story. Yeah. The, and I think that's why people are connecting to it so much. Mm-hmm. And if, if, the fear of judgment, you know, yes, it was there, but it was way outweighed by the knowing that I could help heal and help people grow and help people like feel a little less alone. Um, so there was never a question of like, am I going to put it out or not? It was just, it was just a matter of when and how. Yeah. Okay. So I've always wanted to write a book. It's on my ultimate bucket list of life. Okay. So what, like tip would you give selfishly me, but (laughs) someone looking to write a book, like where, where would you say to start? To sit down and just write. Um, I didn't obviously know how to write a book. I didn't sit down and Google formats or (laughs) what the proper way to is. Um, I, I came up with the title when Javier dropped me off. Um, at my house ourselves and he was like how are you feeling gabs and I was like like I'm about to go on a journey of eat pray fuck my life and that's the title and I literally it just from there um I knew I wanted the chapters to start with fuck something and then have a little like explanation under that and I just wrote you literally you just write and obviously when I came home I hired an editor to help me kind of you know, obviously make sure grammatically and everything was great, but to also help me, um, trim down some of the more travel log as they would call yeah. it. Um, like yeah. everyone's like, Gabrielle, we don't need to know everything you ate. And I was like, Oh, but really? <laughs> um, <laughs> <It's> so, <good>. <laughs> so my, my biggest recommendation would be to just sit down and write and write about what you know. 
um, mm-hmm. or what you're passionate about. Obviously, if you're writing, you know, um, fiction, it doesn't have to be something you know, um, but something that you're passionate about and connect to. Um, because that's why I think this book has been so successful um, the past couple months because it's real and it's it's my heart in pages and people are connecting to that. You just have to do it, Kristen. You just yep. got to start writing, girl. <laughs> Let's oh, go. Man. Accountability don't partner. Me, don't get me wrong. It's daunting if you think about it from like, a, I want to sit down and write a book, but I didn't, I didn't have time to have that thought process right because I was like oh going alone oh getting on a plane oh by myself great let's write a fucking book it wasn't like I even was like oh well how am I going to get all this done and I wrote so much on that trip and it literally was like my therapy I would not have gotten through 2017 if it were not for me writing this yeah you just like encouraged me I want you to know that I'm like do it do it When you do, when you finally do it, you can send her your first chapter. Yeah, seriously. Please. I'll be like, um, I need you to edit me. Oh yeah. my God, I love it. You should 100% do it. Well, we're going to dive into our favorite segment of TGL. We do it every, we do two things every episode and we want to hear your yay and nay right now. What's, what's going on that you're loving and something you're hating? Okay. Um, oh God, there's like so much in the world. Um, I'm like, should we keep it light? Should we go, should we be deep about it? Um, okay. We're going to be like really silly about it. My yay thing. Um, there's these, you guys are going to roll your eyes at me. There's these protein drinks from, um, Costco that I get. They're like, just like the regular little protein bar. If you call, say what the name is. I think it's, I think it's protein one. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 could, I could grab it in the fridge right now. <laughs> I was going to say, I love them too. Um, and you pour it into a cup, scoop four um, tablespoons of chia seeds, mix it around, let it sit overnight. You stir it once like in between. It's literally like chocolate pudding. What? And f- this is like a big day for me because <laughs> I'm always, you know, trying to eat well and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so to wake up and be like, I'm going to have my breakfast and it tastes like chocolate pudding is my dream. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to Costco today, guys. So that's my big yay. As um. silly as that is. Um, great yay. My nay. I think my nay right now is I'm having a lot of issues with social media. Um, I don't love, uh, it's such a love hate relationship. I love it because, you know, it allows me to connect to so many people reading this book and like, you know, getting my message out there. And it's, it's really been amazing in that sense. Um, I hate social media in the ways that it's like a highlight reel and people most of the time choose to make it this like amazing looking facade, um, which not only affects other people that are sitting around looking at this going, why is their life so great? Why is this? Like, um, when it's never that perfect. Um, when I went on my Europe trip, I was at the airport and Javier took a picture of me with my backpack on and I posted it. And it was the first time that I announced my divorce and like what was going on in my life and that I was now going on this trip by myself. And I originally planned to kind of disconnect and not post a lot on the trip and kind of just be with myself. And I 
for the two hours that, that that was posted before I got on the plane, I got hundreds of messages and comments about like, oh my God, seeing this really, you know, affected me today. Please keep sharing your story. Like, this is so incredible. I really, you know, this made my day turn around, blah, blah, blah. And so I committed to, to being really open and sharing it, which I'm so glad I did because now everybody that reads likes like you, likes to go back and like look at all the pictures. So whenever I have all the Europe pictures being liked at the same time, I'm like, oh, they're reading right now, which is fun. Um, That's but awesome. I, I committed to doing it in an authentic way. So like there's a lot of posts that are really emotional and really, you know, not happy and they're sad and they're, they're how I was feeling. And I think that's such an important thing that people don't, you know, show up on social media as everything's perfect because nobody is perfect. Nothing is ever always perfect. Um, and I think it's really important to, to show an authentic side of like, Hey, like I'm not super happy right now or Hey, like I had a rough day. Um, and so that's like my nay, I guess a really long, big nay. <laughs> no, I think that's a great nay. I think that should be, I mean, everyone should be self-aware like that about the truth of social media. I mean, if, if you're not, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, mm, I'm over it. I told Kristen, I'm like, I feel like I want to delete my Instagram. Like, I'm just like, yeah. whatever. I know. Fuck this. Yeah, there's times where I'm like, I'm just done and I'm over it. But it's unfortunately, it's like a double-edged sword. It's such a big part of mm-hmm. my business and like the, my career that I'm in. And yeah. it's... um. So it's like a, it's a toss up, but there's days, there's days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. The second thing we always ask our TGL guests is what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received from a best friend? Um, so the best piece of advice I've ever received from my best friend, which is my mother. Um, I know. Oh yeah. Um, Mine too. But, my, but I mean. she, she really is. Um, she's been like the one constant in my life since, since I came in. Um, but <laughs> But really, I mean, she's more than a mom to me. We are very much so best friends. And the best piece, I mean, there's been countless pieces of advice that she's given me over the years that are really invaluable. But um, the best one is to always keep your heart open. I love that. Um, I mean, my, my life would have been drastically different if I wasn't able to be conscious of that and do that. Um, I get asked all the time, like, how do you, you know, go into different relationships now? Like, are you, do you have a wall up? Like, are you guarded? Um, and my response is always, I, if I was ever going to put a wall up and be guarded, it should have been after the divorce because I was like, my body was disrespected. I was like cheated on. It was so deep. The amount of, of deceit that was there from someone who I trusted, um, And if I would have put a wall up around my heart, I wouldn't have met Javier. I wouldn't have fallen in love. I wouldn't have known what that really feels like. I wouldn't have had my heart broken. I wouldn't have gone on this trip. I wouldn't have written a book about it. And I wouldn't be here sharing this with so many people around the world now. Um, So to always, always keep your heart open because whether good or bad comes from it, it's always going to shape you into being a better version of yourself. Mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. Amazing. Such a good piece of advice. Thank you. So, where can people find you on Instagram? Find the book. Share all the details so people can stalk you the way Kristen has. Right. (laughs) I love it. Um, So, Eat, Pray, FML is exclusively on Amazon. It's in paperback and ebook. 
I recommend the paperback because then you can stalk on the phone while you're reading on the paperback, but that's just me. Um, and it's more fun to like hold it in your hands. Um, but so it's exclusively on Amazon and then I'm on Instagram and every other platform at Gabrielle Stone. And the book is at Eat, Pray, FML. And if people pick it up and read it, you know, post about it, tag me, I'll share it. I love getting messages and hearing what people think and um, seeing seeing people reading and enjoying. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you for being so real, so vulnerable with us. I mean, again, you are one of a kind. So thank you for coming on and just showing TGL some love. Oh, you're so welcome. I love what you guys are doing and... I think this is a great, great podcast. So I'm really happy to be a guest. 